Hello, everybody. This is Noah and John, and we are from Urban Digs. And Johnny, we're talking Manhattan today, and we got Jordan March of the McPeak and March team over at Sirhant. And we're going to talk about a really interesting topic today. I love this. We're going to talk about tactical marketing, what it is, what it's all about, um, effective strategies, um, pitfalls to avoid, things to focus on. And, and I can't think of anyone better, Johnny, than, than Jordan March. Um, Jordan March, he has some serious marketing chops. And I'm excited for this episode because it's 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 one of these ones where at the end of this, there's going to be so yeah. many takeaways that you're going to yeah. need like an IKEA bag. Well, it's giant. He's the guy. John. IKEA bags. He's the yeah. guy. He's like the guy right over here, Jordan Marsh. So you know, without further ado, Jordan, we're going to go take the whole curtain and bring it all out here. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the interview. And let's start out real quick. Why don't you tell everyone uh, a little bit about yourself and why? Why are you in this position to tell us about marketing? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited because I think this is such the hot topic, you know, over the last 10 years, um, as we're moving into the digital age, information age, more and more we have resources. And I, I've often talked with brokers um, about what's next? How do I convert? How do I transact? How do I get the engagement and really build a business that I'm proud of? because things are moving away from us, right? A um, little bit about me, I've spent the last 15 years in real estate. I've managed about five to you know, 700 agents at this point. Um, so have worked with the companies and scaling them from their infancy of just a handful of agents to hundreds of agents and be able to convert and offer leads to agents um, and many platforms and things that I do. Now here at Surhan, working with a million dollar multimedia platform, right? So helping them, get the results that they're looking for at each level. And it all differs, right? So performance marketing, I think we're now, we're in, in the, you know, the fastest sort of age of all, we're being inundated with information and tools. And it's really hard for people and it's really challenging for agents, I think, to always adapt because it is ever changing. Now the headlines are streaming metaverse. No one knows where to start, right? And how do we start to look at that um, potentially strategically? Okay, so I think it's really important to understand, like, what is tactical marketing, you know, for me and my team, you know, it's, you know, we would define it as performance marketing, results driven marketing, we do not go out there and promote ourselves for free on paid channels for nothing. Right. Um, so I think it's really important for people to sort of start to understand a structure of foundation to, 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 to do any of their marketing initiatives with whether you're working buyers, sellers, renters. Um, or you're just looking to, you know, get your name out there on a platform and start to really build your reputation because you don't have anything. How do you set up a foundation and how do you set up a structure so that you're able to think about your marketing with a lot more clarity um, and transparency about what will it do at scale? Because that's, that's effective in tactical marketing is that we want complete transparency of our metrics. We want to know exactly where we are at any given time in any campaign. And the beauty is with most performance marketing, whether you're doing Facebook, Instagram, you know, now TikTok is out, all the digital campaigns is it's very um, um, heavily trackable and it's very heavily um, metrics focused so that you have the ability to now control it and optimize it at any given time. So again, results, marketing, performance marketing, we don't do what we do unless we actually know what we're getting into and why we're doing it. Okay, so I think... To segue that, it's important to understand, I think, where we were and where we are now, you know, um, because I think the background's important, right? 10 years ago, it was 
traditional marketing and traditional marketing was magazines, was billboards, you know, was maybe getting into a local directory or classified section. If you, you know, had the money, you know, of course they were doing the New York Times. Okay. And then we've seen Street Easy, Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com, and these endemic realtor websites sort of, you know, take the precedence of where the lion's share of traffic is now redirected. Whereas they're not in the New York Times anymore. They're on Zillow, they're on Street Easy. So how do we now shift that? Because people have made their entire income off that one medium. How do we now shift that awareness and that thinking to these other platforms and then understand as they change their digital products, how do we make sure that we have it sit in the right part of what we'll talk about as far as I, I speak about um, in regards to our funnel, right? Because um, I'd like to, to think about this in a couple of different phases and tiers um, and that we're correctly putting the right mediums in the right phases in our conversion funnel. This is awesome stuff. And so you, yeah. you mentioned shifting. So let me, if I could just interrupt, I just want to jump in because, you know, for, for many agents right now, you know, the market is in a process of shifting. So most of their attention is not really spent on the marketing side of things. It's sort of spent on what am I going to tell my sellers? What am I going to tell my buyers? So if we could just kind of take this, take this back to basics, you know, you know, agent Smith, what, what kind of things do they need to do? If they want to sort of set up a, a tactical marketing funnel for themselves, maybe they've, maybe they've tried Street Easy, maybe they've tried Instagram, et cetera, Facebook. What should they do? What are the steps they knew from, from A to B? What's the first thing they kind of should do to get this off the ground? Sure. So, you know, the biggest things that I want to just sort of take a step back and let everyone sort of understand a macro picture that you will have, whether it's now 10 years and 20 years that you can start to look at as far as how to take your client from never knowing you to a point of contractor sale, right? Because that's ultimately where we all want. And I look at it and it's about in about four different segments. Okay. So awareness, do I know this company exists? Do I know this agent exists? Okay. Interest, right? Am I learning more about them? Am I actually buying into their reputation and the substantive information that they may provide me on a given basis? Consideration. So a little bit past interest. It, this is actually now I have a home purchase. Let me see what the listings are. Let me get them on the phone for bios consultation because I have an exact need in the marketplace. And then taking a step further after purchase consideration, they may be looking at you or through the realtors and looking at a few different brokerages, whatever it is. How do I now, of course, get them and convert them to a sale, right? And that's when we acknowledge the biggest conversion of all. Right. So is your, is your goal then to basically hit these consumers or hit these buyers, sellers at each spot in these transactions? So when they're, say, in the consideration phase, when they're looking at listings, you want to show up with a market, uh, uh, a message about that phase of their journey. Is that essentially? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and the reason I do it is because I think it's really important. And, and I tell people, it's, you want to have like your, your, your sort of legacy foundational marketing that you're always doing. Every marketing plan I fire up, it's going to have these sort of legacy mediums and channels that I can't ignore. Email marketing, right? If I'm doing a Facebook campaign, you know, at what level, at what, what time, you know, how much am I allocating for it? Um, am I doing calling, right? And then there's a second stuff. Are we at networking? Are we at meetings? Are we at dinners, right? Are we going to conventions? Are we maybe doing a testing campaign or you're, you know, say sponsoring the, you know, the, the latest walk or run that's going on, right? May not have the same sort of uh, attribution for the conversion as far as like, hey, looking to buy right now, but may help for awareness. Again, if I get sponsorship at the AIDS walk or the cancer, you know, um, charity foundation, you know, um, you know, event, 
it may not have the same effect as if I was running a street easy campaign. But the reason I say that a few different stages is that I need agents to understand that this is an omni-channel. The best marketing is very holistic, right? It's not a silo by itself or, or operates individually. They're all sort of connected to each other and they're, it's need to be synergistic and, 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 and funnel into each other. So for instance, I see people at the time, they spend 12 hours a day cutting TikTok, right? Great. I right now just hire the, 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 the number one TikTok broker on my team, okay? Um, but that doesn't mean that we spend the entire time doing that because again, each step of the way, I think people have to understand what is my success criteria? Is it emails, mm -hmm. leads, is it sales? But on a TikTok or an Instagram post, it's not. It's engagement, it's shares, it's likes, it's comments, it follows. I'm not expecting necessarily put a video up and say that I'm going to have my entire appointments booked as if I was, say, um, advertising on the endemic real estate side, just like Street Easy, right? Where now if I'm getting a qualified buyer or a buyer that's emailing me, it's easier to say they're qualified and I should really pay attention to that, um, you know, that cue or that, that, that engagement or that indicator, right? Um, so, you know, with Omnichannel, it's, it's how do I use these tools in conjunction with other, again, you may not use all. But what I'm trying to get agents to understand is that 10 years ago, you may have had three, five, seven different things that you did. Now there's arguably hundreds of different mediums that are out there. So if right. I'm not saying start running ads in the metaverse, ha ha ha. But I think it's something that we need to start thinking about because ultimately there's going to be engagement, whether it's a customer, um, a, a property owner, you know, you're, you're meeting renters, you're meeting sellers, you're meeting investors and developers. There will be people and there'll be an experience for us to start um, you know, exploiting as far as how do I get the correct engagement to now come back into my business, right? So I think that's really hard, to, hard to, for agents to start to disseminate and say, how do I allocate, what, where do I allocate my money? How do I allocate my time? Where do I spend and focus what I'm doing? Yeah, and uh, I want to talk about that for a second because, sure. because listen, what you're talking about sounds awesome in theory. It sounds great. It sounds high level. It sounds awesome. It's like, all right, do I hire you? Most agents can't do this, right? So let's just, let's, let's go back down to like a, a, a broad general level, the, the typical agent out there, they got a couple of listings, they got a couple of buyers, they're, they're, they're working on their whole marketing. They don't have the time and the money to do the whole sure. sphere of, of, of everything. So if I was just starting out and took a stepping stone approach saying, all right, you know what? I want to get started on this ladder. What would the first what would the first and second step be? So I think awareness, firstly, right? Like all your profiles dialed in, right? Even if it's your agent page, is your bio the best bio that you can write? I tell people, if you don't like it, get a professional copywriter to write it. The awareness, social media, am I putting myself out there? Are people learning about who I am? And not only okay. limited. So, so it's about the broker. It's about the agent. It's, it's about getting the agent's face out there and having general awareness of the I guess we'll call it the, uh, uh, the industry, you know, the consumers, right. um, having them know who, who I am, where I can find me and why, why are you going to use me basically? Exactly. Exactly. And then it goes a step forth, further. So interests, consideration, right? Like interests may be, I'm doing a video on like this. We're talking about real estate, right? My audience sees I'm speaking about real estate, a lot different than if I was doing a video on cocktails, Right. The cocktail video is not bad, but it's going to be more versatile. It's going to be really focused on branding because I may find that my, my image and likeness may benefit from putting that out there in this way about me doing cocktails to connect to my user. And that may actually help with interest. But your person that your, 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 your consumer is not coming to you and say, 
great, they're cutting cocktail videos. That's a perfect broker I need to use. They may say, I see that they're you know, well-informed in these subjects. I see that they always make the cocktails that I like. And now if for consideration, those two things sort of marry as far as value with branding and create a nice, like I would call it like a marketing soup. And that's what I, I like to, I like to encourage people to think about your marketing. Each part, the broth is important as the meat is important as the carrots and the onions and the tomatoes, right? And it all has to come together to work with each other, not work separately from each other. So for awareness, what are you doing to make sure you're getting your name out there? Interest, that's going to be the more substantive um, information, right? Is it a dinner now? Is it a, an event? What are you going to do to build that deeper connection and, that, that, and have a little bit more impact right. in what you're doing, right? So awareness is not this, just you exist, but what are you now providing for your audience? Um, and then your consideration, right? Are they... Are you, are you in front of them enough to even be remembered, right? And then on the on consideration factors, what are you looking at to find a qualified broker, right? Reputation, the brokers they're part of, maybe if they're part of a team, their track record in sales, and is it all on display and readily available so that when the person is looking, they can find all of that information that they need so that you're moving them further along the conversion and also a faster pace. Um, right. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Let, let me ask you sort of a chicken and an egg question because I think a lot of brokers... And, and, you know, for, for brokers like yourself, for the Ryan Serhants, for, you know, the, there, there are some people that are just social media natives and they, they're fluent and it just sort of comes out. Like you, when you see them on social media, that really is who they are. And I think a lot right. of brokers have that difficulty sort of putting themselves out there. They would prefer to sort of remain sort of behind the scenes. And it's very difficult to sort of, I, I don't want to use the word vulnerability, but to put themselves out there and say like, exact, you know, to use your examples to make a cocktail video. So I guess the, the question I have is sort of a chicken and an egg question, which is, do you, is it more important to sort of reveal a side to yourself, to your audience and let them connect to you that way? Or is it better to sort of get a sense for what your audience is interested in and then sort of cater to that? Sure. So I think, I think it's both. So one is I don't, you want to do things that are uh, uh, going to connect you to your target audience. So I would say the first other step is define what success criteria is again, right? What am I really looking to achieve here? Because some people, they're just looking for followers versus people who I'm like, I need emails. If I need lead generation today, I may post a video with my phone number and say, call now, call now, call now versus again, the cocktail video. A lot different. One is for lead generation. One is for marketing and branding. They both can equally be important. I think if someone's vulnerable, they're not having a lot of time. I would say lean into vulnerability because even if you're clumsy, somebody may be clumsy out there and, 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 and like it. Um, but do what yes, is there's hope. There's hope for organic me. for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, but it's so what's organic for you? I think, as I said, you need to have a foundational um, uh, mediums that you're always going to put in every marketing channel. So for me and, and us, the, the majority of the industry is like, we're going to do our Street Easy or Zillow. We're going to make yeah. sure our emails are correct. Primarily people are there. Okay, so how do we do better? How do we do better in those mediums? Can we right. buy into the peer agent program? I know that they also have, if you have a listing, you have a featured slots, you're not on the fourth or third page. Now you're on the first page, you're getting premium visibility above the fold, which means at the top of the page. Right. So how do we make sure I'm getting the visibility on the channels that are endemic for real estate publishers that are really going to drive our traffic? And then what do we look at, say, what are the key digital stakes, Instagram, Facebook and so on? OK, I want some action there. And then I look, what are the emerging things? We hear about metaverse. We hear about TikTok. We hear about the next thing that's going to come out in the next two years. 
And as it comes out, I always tell people, where would that sit in your funnel so that you're not making sure that you're not allocating too much time. If you hate doing videos, don't do them, right? Focus yeah. on something that works for you and that continues to work. Because again, right. we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, there's new things getting thrown at us. And I think for people, you know, it is great. I get it. You're putting stuff out there, but no, we want to let people know more than just saying step on a new platform is actually how does it work? Right. How does this drive leads? What kind of results can I expect from this? And how yeah. do I now allocate the, the time and resources that are going to really be yeah. um, beneficial for that part of the funnel? So I'll give you an example. I may not spend as much time on emerging um, emerging marketing, whereas if I need to spend a lot more time on marketing and say events, because that's where my bread and butter has always come from. But now I, then I could take it a step further and I could say, okay, I want to have some digital stakes now because I want to scale that conversation, right? And by the way, quick side tip, not to, not to, not to digress, I tell people because it's sometimes hard to have these talks, is get a few people in the room because it's a lot easier for me to talk to you than me to talk to a camera, Yeah. right? So sometimes when you have people in a room and say, you can put a camera up, then you can cover a lot of stuff. But again, it, it may not fit for everyone. Some people say, I don't want to see myself on camera at all. I actually hate right. being the face of anything. Well, aside from, aside from that, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Aside from that, I mean, I think the allure of things like Street Easy or sort of the, the awareness marketing is that a lot of it, email especially, is that it's a set it and forget it, right? You know, you, you click that button on MailChimp and it's going to go out every three months or whatever, and you don't have to worry about it. But when you start talking about Instagram or, or, or TikTok or Facebook, these sort of things where people actually may comment, hey, that's a great cocktail in your video, what's the thing? That's something that I assume that you're gonna to need to follow up with every single one of those actions. So it, it, it is not only a, a use of time to actually get it out there, but then you have to stay on top of it versus say like, click a button, all right, and my email's going out every quarter kind of thing. And this is where really tracking things are doing. How do you know if you're overdoing content? How do you, cause you know, if you're not converting, if you're not spending the same amount of time that maybe each follower gets a DM to say, hey, if you're looking for something, are you engaging with that person or have you set up a conversation um, to, to really make sure that you're, you're, you're engaging with that follower now or whatever that success um, criteria may be? How do you now push it along the funnel, right? So that you have a good mix. Because if you're just doing content, but you're not actually following up with an email or, D, or DM, you may be losing and leaving money on the table. So that's where I try to tell people, are you still doing your calls? Are you still doing your emails? Are you buying into your directees? Right. Great. I know that the funny, great videos are great for branding, but even if you're doing that, what are your KPIs? Is it likes, follows, shares, engagement? Great. Track that, measure that, but you can't just track that and measure and, and, and I call it spray and pray and expect the lower part of your funnel of the sale, the conversion, the rental, the sale without thinking about all the other forms of tactical marketing that are actually going to really drive that. Right. Yeah. Um, so they all need work in respect to each other. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a lot of, a lot of big words here, right? For, for those of you, if you don't know what, what KPI, the key performance indicators, what we're talking about here, um, if you've never heard the word funnel before, um, we have, you have a lot of self-education to do. Um, just so people know, when we talk funnel, right? You think something big that leads into something little, you got your email, you got your social, you got your, your, your calling and you got all these different avenues. It's all leading to you. Um, so listen, if, if any agents out there are listening to this and they're like, wow, I got to just, totally rethink what I'm doing here because all of this is news to me. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. You, time is on your side, right? You're, you're an agent, you do your thing. If you could just improve yourself week by week, month by month going forward, you'll find your rhythm. And I just want to end it because exactly. we're getting at the end here. So I need to get some, sure. some quick answers yeah. for you. 
Uh, marketing mistakes that you wish you never made. All right, market because if, if agents are like me, I, I messed up so many times in my marketing and I had to learn the hard way. So what what mistakes are, are clear to you that probably agents are doing and they should stop immediately? Okay, there's a couple mistakes that I think there's a couple best practices in closing. One that I see is if we're talking about email, right? Your subject line is how you market. If they don't click that email, they'll never see the beautiful images or the beautiful video inside of it. So I like to say, get very keyword heavy in your subject line. Captions are great as well. Um, and again, I can, I can try to get into every little one, but I think overall is don't go at this dumb. You have to accept that everything you do has different results for each marketing channel. Again, I'm not posting the video of the cocktail hoping that people are gonna run into my listing today. So I think it's the success that I want. How do I achieve it? How do I achieve it at scale now? And that's where the Facebook, the Instagram and the paid search comes in. Or are you spraying a lot of videos hoping for the algorithm to, 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 to honor, you know, and, and give you the results right. you want. But how do you now attribute, you know, benefit for each dollar you spend if you are, right? And then for people who I'd say is take your current marketing to the next level. I see people not have the same frequency and cadence that they need to be staying in front of their prospect. So whatever you're doing, it could be a text message. Is it one text message you drop them off? Um, and as I said, you want to make sure that you have something to convert, build them in. They're reading the email, but what's the call to action? Is there a coffee that's connected to it? Is it a phone conversation? Can you put your Calendly link inside of the email to make sure people are just reading it, that they now have some subtle suggestions about getting back in touch with you and starting the conversation? So I, I would always tell people is have a clear call to action. Call me now, email me now. Let's get ready for a coffee. Let's get ready for dinner. Come to this event, RSVP is open house, okay? Um, so you have a way to start bringing them in and interacting on a deeper level. So all the funnels, great. Again, top of funnels awareness, then it's gonna be interest consideration at the bottom of that, of that nexus point being the actual conversion and there's less people. And then right. how do you continuously go through the cycles each time and making sure that you're pleased each marketing um, campaign or initiative in its correct, proper place in its funnel so that you're not placing too much importance on one and leaving the other behind. They all work holistically together. Right. Okay, so and it's important that we're still keeping those foundational things and building it on. so easy. It's, it's, so I, I know we're short on time, but I got to get this in because I think this is, sure. this is one of those things that you're talking about, but I think a lot of people would actually be surprised when they learn what a proper conversion ratio is, right? So you think of the top of the funnels, all the names that come in through every little channel, they all go in there. Jordan, in your opinion, what's a successful conversion rate? What should they target from all, like you, you get out, you've got say, you know, 10,000 leads or a thousand leads, right? or even a hundred, just to kind of keep yeah. it on a percentage. Like how many of those would you expect to convert? What's your, what, what are you working to convert in a single year on a percentage wise? So very good question. And that, that will take an entire another podcast because there are different lists and different things. Right. But I would say at any given time, you should have about, if you have your own personal network, and I'll say this to people because they're so built on getting new followers. What about those three, 400 followers that are, that are with you now? You, at any given time, agents have right. about 3 to 5% of their network, right? Because it's about communication. It's not necessarily about getting new. It's about re-communicating messaging, remarketing. So yeah. what I would say is, um, you know, how many, um, there should be about 3 to 5% of people in your network at any given time that are looking to buy, sell, rent. So how am I continuously marketing extracting those? And out of 300 people, that may mean that you have 10 new leads in there at 3%, right. just about, right? Adds up. So, mm-hmm. 
It adds stay. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it adds up. So I would say at any given time, every list is different. Because again, if I have a warm list, it's going to convert a lot differently again, because they're deeper down the interest the consideration phase. They know me, they like me, they trust me. Rather than a cold email, I realize that, they, that I'm looking for different indicators. In the awareness channel, I may just say, hey, R2P for this digital event. Then that takes me to another group of people that now have showed some interest on just getting the awareness phase. Now, did that digital event go well? Were they actually interested? Did they like me? Great, they like me. How do I move them a step forward? If anybody wants to meet with me like now, one-on-one, -on -one, here's the way to do it. And then he may say, I'm looking for something downtown. Great, now we're taking you, you're showing you, we're, we're, we're servicing you, okay? Yeah. So as I said, have that sort of funnel, awareness, interest, consideration, and of course the sale. And then look at it as what is my foundational uh, marketing that I'm going to be doing? Email, Zillow, Realtor.com, Streezy, cold calling, texting. And then what are some of the digital stakes that I think should be a part of anything? And then what are the emerging things? I'm not going to spend all my time in the metaverse today, but I should start to understand how does this work and how and, and, and what place and position is this going to really play as far as my marketing tactics in, say, two, three years from now. So I'm not way behind the ball because we're yeah. seeing that so much emerging technology awesome. is coming out. Two, 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 three years from now, guys. Think, think, do not think short term. This is not a, oh, if I don't see results in two months, I'm quitting this whole thing. You got to keep it rolling and keep it rolling and keep it rolling for years. Jordan, this has been a really fresh perspective on, on tactical marketing. And I hope, you know, agents, I hope you've made it through this entire thing right over here. Um, and you've learned a couple of um, 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 nice nuggets, nice nuggets to refine. This is all about making money and production and growing your network. And if you're going to be a broker for the next 10 years, you might as well get that ball rolling now and keep it going. Because in 10 years from now, if you do, you're going to have a, a vastly larger network than someone that doesn't. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, that is Jordan March with the McPeak March team over at Sirhan. Um, that is John Walkup. I am Noah Rosenblatt. We're both from Urban Digs. This has been Talking Manhattan. Catch you next time.